0: As the partial U.S. government shutdown grinds on, officials from Washington to Wall Street are plotting out the worst-case scenarios. Situations like airport security screeners quitting in masses and grounding flights, or federal courts no longer hearing civil cases, to even 38 million Americans losing food stamps. And with no end in sight, these scenarios are looking more and more like real possibilities. This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today from Washington is Bloomberg's Chris Favell, who has been reporting on some of these worst-case scenarios. Thanks for joining us today, Chris.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: So first off, what's the state of play when it comes to where things stand with this partial government shutdown?
1: Yeah, well, it doesn't look like it's about to end anytime soon. Uh, as, as we speak, there was an invitation by the White House to Democrats, Democrats in Congress, to have them join the president for, uh, for a meeting in the White House. Democrats said, no, I gather the concern was they would look like they were props. Um, And so, the result is um, no negotiation, even the perception of negotiation. So it it doesn't look good, but look, let's be clear, you never know. Mm -hmm. right? It's not clear that we're going to get any indication this is about to end before it ends. Uh, So it's very hard to, to game this out, but from what we can tell, not on the cusp of ending anytime soon.
0: So as this shutdown continues, how has the government been keeping things going, like the lights on, and funding things?
1: Whatever administration is in office, when there is a shutdown, there's a list of activities and staff that continues. Uh, It's a little bit less severe this time, because a good number, roughly three-quarters of the agencies that make up the administration, are funded. So, you'll hear the phrase, partial government shutdown Mm -hmm. on this one, to denote the fact that it's only a subset of all agencies that are actually without funding. And within those agencies, not everything stops, because what happens is, the people who run those agencies, usually the chief financial officers, put out a document and it says here are the services and personnel that will continue operating during a shutdown. Uh that is a good way to ensure some baseline level activity. And then and here's where it gets complicated. Some agencies have carryover funds, either funding from different sources that they haven't exhausted, or from Congress, and they can use that money carefully uh, to keep going a little longer. And the little longer part is important. The reason that we wanted to help walk readers through what might happen a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, God willing, six months from now, Mm -hmm. is because those carryover funds, those temporary fixes... Don't work for that long and we don't know how long they work for and that's what's tricky here right we've never been in a shutdown that lasted this long so now agencies that have had plans for this kind of situation they're running up against the limits of those plans and they're starting to say even if our temporary measures run out what can we still do and what we found was the things that stop are some pretty important activities
0: and, and let's dive into those things, because it was really good reporting of trying to understand what the long-term impacts might be. And right off the bat, you talk about federal workers and contract workers who are not getting paid right now. What happens to them if this goes on much longer?
1: So the, there's, again, as we speak, a federal court judge in Washington just rejected a request by an employee's union. Uh, to declare that they must be paid. So, for the moment, the government can continue insisting that workers work for the government despite not getting paid. Uh, That's going to create some real pressure. TSA is making the headlines, because airports around the country are having real shortages of TSA agents to check people before Mm -hmm. they get in planes. Mm -hmm. At some point, there's a concern that you won't have an absentee rate of, uh, I think, it's about 7% right now. It could be 10%, it could be 20%, it could be 50%. Right? At some point, these workers who don't tend to be all that well-paid to begin with just won't show up. They might all call in sick, they might they might strike in some form, they might quit their jobs, and then no one really knows. Now apply the situation beyond the TSA to almost everything the government does, and you start to get some appreciation for what happens if the people you count on just aren't at their at their place of work, what happens next, and really the answer is, no one knows.
0: And we've already seen that a little at airports like Atlanta that are experiencing very long delays.
1: Yeah. And the question is, what if it's no longer just a delay? What if the issue is you just don't have enough TSA personnel to move people through and to make sure they can get on planes without being a threat? Uh, and again, that, that remains sort of a frustratingly uh, hypothetical question, but less and less hypothetical with each day, right? So I think airports and airlines and the TSA are starting to say, what do we do if our workers don't show up? I spoke with somebody, a former DHS official, who said that's a serious concern and there aren't good answers.
0: What about the parts of the government which provide food stamps to people or financial assistance for housing? What does that long term impact look like?
1: huge issue. So initially in the shutdown, there was some uncertainty about whether food stamps would keep getting sent out and for how long. I believe the latest is that food stamps will continue through February and probably will cease after that. Uh, The number we used was roughly 10% of all food that Americans buy in stores for consumption in their home is purchased with food stamps. So an enormous amount of the annual food consumption in this country and very focused, right? I think the number is 38 million mm-hmm. rely on food stamps. If that stopped, you'd have a real, you'd go from sort of an annoying problem to a really severe health safety problem uh, where people didn't have enough food. And I think, I think that's the kind of thing where, you know, you don't want to predict. But that seems like the sort of really serious outcome that couldn't be brushed off.
0: Now, that's the very scary look at the human that this prolonged shutdown could impact on. But what what about more broadly for the basic functions of the government?
1: So one of the things we looked at was the government leases a ton of space to actually house all the workers that do the work at different agencies. Um, Now, the problem is at some point the General Services Administration, which is basically the government's uh, property manager, will no longer have money to keep on paying that rent. And even if they have the money, they won't have the staff. People who process those rent checks will get furloughed. I spoke with several people in commercial real estate this week in D.C. They say that there's great uncertainty about whether rent checks for the month of January will even go out.
0: So, the U.S. government say, might not even have money to pay their own
1: rent? Indeed. And if they, even if they had the money, they might not have the bandwidth in terms of staff to cut those checks. Now, that's almost half a billion dollars a month that the GSA pays in rent. So, if that money stopped flowing, it'd be a huge hit to commercial landlords all around the country.
0: And you even write about how some federal cases might get held up.
1: Indeed. For civil cases, there's a real question how much that will continue. The court said last week that they'll have funding to last through January 18th after that it's up to each individual court to decide what they do uh, to get by with less funding and certainly there's a concern that civil cases will slow down and potentially even halt although that sounds like a pretty extreme outcome again we've never been here before we don't know what might happen
0: so let's talk about outside the government and more of the business sector the private sector what type of long-term impact does that sector look at if this continues to drag on You know, even into February?
1: It's a real problem in a lot of ways. Number one is IPOs. IPOs could basically stop for the length of this shutdown because the SEC doesn't have funding. Uh, you could see patents. Hypothetically, you see a patent office shut down as its funding runs out and no new patents being issued. The FDA isn't approving new medicines. You could obviously, ripple effects there. So all kinds of free market functions that you don't think of as being really government-related turn out to have government tie-ins or government roles. And if those roles stop, those market functions stop as well. And so it's a real sort of, it's almost like a somewhat twisted civics lesson to shut down, (laughs) demonstrating people just how much of their daily lives is touched in some way by the government. And then if that government function stops, only then do you realize it was there in the first place.
0: So, when you factor in the human cost, and and when you factor in the impact on the government itself, and and now the impact on the business community, there has to be long-term effects overall to the country and to the economy. So, what are we looking at there?
1: You know, we've seen different estimates there. Um, I've seen estimates in the sort of realm of half a percentage point of GDP from food stamps alone. Again, I think these things it's going to take some time once the shutdown stops to tally the damage. But what everyone seems to agree on is this is really significant, right? This could meaningfully reduce economic growth at least in this quarter, possibly for the year. Uh, and again, the sort of the cascading effects, the ripple effects of this slowdown and cessation of spending, we've never seen it before for this long. So I think, well, we can't really predict it. All we know is by universal consensus it's pretty meaningful, and the longer it goes on, the worse it gets.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that This seems to me that this has no end in sight, and so things are going to get much worse before they get much better.
1: It seems that way. And again, the, the point that's been made to me, by people inside government and around government, is... You can't just end this quickly, right? Even once the government reopens, you'll have people going back to their desks who've been furloughed for a long time, mountains of work to get through, and it'll take them some time to just get the machine going at speed again. It's not like you flip a switch mm-hmm. and everything's back to normal. There's a lag to this. So again, we won't really know until well after the shutdown has ended just how harmful this may have been and to whom. Uh, So it seems like this kind of thing where it it feels bad now uh, but it sure looks like it's going to get worse.
0: Chris, thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: You can follow Chris and his reporting on Twitter. He's at CFlave. That's a TikTok for today. Thanks for listening and please head over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at Myers and you get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.